Amen. This reading, Mark's Gospel, chapter 2 tonight. Mark chapter 2, and uh, we'll read starting with verse 1, read down a few verses here in this chapter. And I just want to talk a little while about miracles, miracles, and the miracle that God is already creating, the miracle that's in the making uh, right now. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 2, and again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And Jesus saw their faith. He said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why did this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Praise God. You see, a miracle causes that kind of a response. Miracles cause people to stand back in awe and say, I have never seen this happen before. I have never witnessed this before. Most of us have had God answer prayer and even perform miracles for us. And when it happened, we literally were in awe. Lord, if I, in all of my imaginations, in all of my plans, I could have never figured out a way to do what you just did. Um, it's beyond our comprehension. Miracles are supernatural, and they are, they are uh, performed, and they, the response is that um, God does supernatural works and causes us to be taken back by his power, just amazed at his power. And uh, that's, that's just how God works. The world looks on, and really one of the most attractive things about the church that believes in, in signs and wonders and miracles, one of the most attractive things about the church is that God does move supernaturally. He heals the sick. He works in impossible situations. 
and we commit our needs to the Lord and we see him moving in them in a miraculous power. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 14 is a chapter that deals with the gifts of the spirit and it deals with tongues and interpretation and uh, uh, kind of describes that, um, that tongues and interpretation are, are when, when coupled together, they are the same as, they have the same power as a prophecy. Tongues and interpretation, the same as a prophecy. But Paul writes there in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, he talks about, yeah, I'm just paraphrasing now. He says, if everybody just comes in, they're all speaking in tongues, then the unbelievers are gonna come in and they're gonna say, what is going on? They're not gonna understand all that's going on unless someone speaks in tongues and gives the interpretation. Now, Zach has been having some questions, doubts in his mind, just trying to figure things out about the Pentecostal experience and about tongues and where they fit in uh, to the plan of God. And while everybody was praying here Wednesday night around the altar, a message in tongues went forth. And immediately after that, there was an interpretation of tongues. And it was convincing. It was clear. It was from the Lord. And uh, the Lord spoke. And so... Um, uh, whenever, um, whenever this supernatural thing happens, such as tongues and, and interpretation or prophecies, whenever God speaks specifically to a present situation, then uh, it's convincing. It causes people to know this is from God. And that's what it says in verse 24 and 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says, But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believeth not, or one that is unlearned, he is convinced of all. He is judged or convicted by it of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. So falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Amen. And so many times, tongues and interpretation and prophecies, those manifestations of the Spirit, they are supernatural. They are, they are miraculously, uh, they, they come forth as miracles and they are convincing to the unbeliever, God is in you of a truth. That's from God. And they're convinced that it is from God. Amen. Praise God for all different types of miracles. But I think what we sometimes have to, to realize, and it's kind of revealed in this chapter here, and that it, miracles are not always just an instantaneous thing. Sometimes miracles are a process. Sometimes they take some time. I know that some years ago, we bought this big hutch cabinet, and we ordered it, and when we got it, it came in a box in a million pieces with a million screws and bolts. And I was so disappointed because it took Marcia and me, I think almost a whole day to get it glued and screwed and fixed together and get it where it finally looked like it's supposed to look. And of course you always end up with quite a few parts left over and they throw those in to confuse you, to think you've done something wrong. But once 
you get to the end, you see the reality of what you wanted to see accomplished. But there's all these parts and pieces, and sometimes miracles are like that. They are, there are bits and pieces. There are parts that have to all come together, and you back up and you realize God was in all of that. God was in every piece of that. He was putting it all together. He was working it all out. And you see the miraculous hand of God working. So sometimes miracles are a process. And um, or Mark chapter 2 is a revelation of that kind of a miracle. Because it started with a man that was sick of a palsy, or literally he was paralyzed. He was incapable of walking on his own. I'm not sure... What the, paral- what the paralysis was, it doesn't say. It just says he was sick of the palsy, which literally means that he was paralyzed and unable to help himself in the situation that he, that he was in. So let me just say this, that miracles many times, they start with a need. Miracles begin with a need, sometimes with a very big need. And uh, a need that is committed to the Lord. A need that, is, that, uh, uh, that you, you pray over it and you commit it to the Lord and you're asking the Lord, Lord, we're a long way from seeing this thing accomplished, but Lord, I've got this need. I don't remember, many years ago I preached a sermon that I called, All You Need Is a Need. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. That it all, as a matter of fact, we wouldn't be reading this story about this miracle in this man's life if it had not been for the fact that he was paralyzed. It was his uh, condition, his helplessness, his desperation, his big need. And I just want to encourage you here tonight to know that uh, we all have various types of needs But many times our need is the beginning or it's like the platform for what God can do and will do. It's the beginning of it. Amen. So if you're in need, whatever that it is, and it might be a great big situation in your life that you need God to work out, just be reminded that all through the scripture, God worked miracles, Jesus performed miracles, and it all started with a big need. Amen. It started with with a big problem. John chapter 11 and verse 4, describing this is the account of uh, of Lazarus uh, who died and Jesus was late to get there to him. Jesus heard it, it says in verse 4, and he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Now we know that folks get sick unto death. We understand that. But... uh, to say that this was a sickness for the glory of God. We know that God don't get glory out of us hurting or being sick. There's no glory in pain or disease or anything like that. The glory comes when God's grace is manifested in that situation. When he brings you through that situation or he's glorified on the other side of that situation when he heals your body and delivers you from that sickness then his name is glorified. Amen. And, um, and so whenever you, I think that many times our perspective is important when, you, when you're up against some situation and, and a problem or a need or a sickness or something that's overwhelming to you, 
our perspective needs, needs to change. We need to see that this could be the beginning of something big that God wants to do. And God, no doubt, since I belong to him and I'm a child of God, then no doubt he wants to get glory in this situation. And so, Lord, I want you to work in this and in the process of it all. And it may not happen when you want or how you want, but God can work by his grace in your life, give you grace through the situation and reveal his power to you. And so we need, we need to look at our problems and our needs as believers a lot differently instead of seeing them as like, oh, I've got this problem. Oh, I'm overwhelmed by it. Oh, it's got me defeated. I'm de- I'm, I am de- uh, destroyed by this, this circumstance. Instead of looking at it that way, looking at it as the, okay, what is God going to do in the middle of all this? I belong to him. How is he going to work in this? What's, what's his plan in all of this? And how can his name be glorified in the middle of all this situation? And where is he going to put me? And how is he going to place me in any circumstance so that I can give witness to the glory of God and the goodness of God through our problems? So sometimes our big problems are just the platform for big miracles, for big, big uh, supernatural turning things around I got big problems are countered by the big promises of God and we lay hold uh, to the promises of God and we commit our needs, whatever that they might be, we commit them to the Lord in prayer. Prayer is not the last resort. Prayer is our first response. Amen. We commit it to the Lord. Lord, what are you doing? How are you working? I belong to the Lord. And you say, yeah, but the devil attacks us and and sickness and disease and all those things, they come uh, from the enemy. No, you're a child of God. You belong to Jesus. And uh, he's, he's the one that's in control of the situation in your life. And if he somehow withheld his hand and allowed you to go through some circumstance, then all, the only reason he would ever do that is that somehow through it all, his name could be glorified. Amen. But there's a process. Amen. And the miracle starts with a need. It starts with a need. And then notice in the story that there are, that this man who is sick of a palsy, who can't help himself, he's, he's completely helpless and in need. And there are four men. Interesting enough, they're never named. They're anonymous men. Four men. He was born or carried by these four men. Miracles happen when ordinary people step up. When the common person, you say, oh, I don't don't see miracles in my life. I'm just ordinary person. I started to say ordinary Joe, but I didn't say that. (laughs) Amen. Uh, But... uh, Miracles happen when just the common, ordinary person just steps up. They just step up. These men are unnamed. They're never, it's never revealed who they are. We don't know what their qualifications were. We don't know anything about them except that they were willing to carry their friend to Jesus. That's all we know. Miracles happen when ordinary people say, maybe I could be used of God. Maybe I could do something. Maybe I could step up. Uh, We don't know anything about them. All that we know is that 
they knew he needed to get to the presence of Jesus, that he needed to, to have an encounter with Jesus, and they were willing to involve, at least to that point, to pick him up and to carry him to Jesus. So miracles happen when we're willing to take action, when we're willing to move. Have you heard people say, oh, I just wish God would move. We're just praying that God will move. And all the while, God is wanting you to move. He's wanting me to move. He's wanting us to move as the church. Amen. You want a move of God? Well, the move of God will come after the people of God move by faith. Step out in faith. And uh, it's not enough to say, well, I believe God can do it, but but um, he hasn't done it. I believe that he can. Even the devils and the demons believe. Believing is not enough. It has to go to the next step. Your willingness to act. Your willingness to move. Your willingness to step forward. Faith is action. Faith is doing something. Faith is stepping out and doing something for the Lord. Amen. And believing that God is going to move. About two weeks before the missions conference, it just kind of settled in on me, kind of fear. Oh, we have really undertaken a big thing here. This is going to cost a lot of money. This is big. And Lord, uh, and it just, it just kind of came over me one day and I just had this, this uh, uh, overwhelming fear. But then I'm reminded of the faithfulness of God all through the years and now that he's provided. Amen. I've lost track. I know that we're over $15,000 that came in in offerings during the conference. I'm not exactly sure where we are. We'll get a report in a couple weeks on that. But I do know this much. God did provide. God did provide. But we had to step out in faith. We had to step out. We had to make, we had to move in that direction. And um, we, we, so they saw this man. He was helpless and he couldn't get to Jesus on his own. And so they decided, we're going we're gonna to be his feet. We're going to be his hands. We're going to lift him. We're going to carry him. And, and uh, I, I know this is kind of, you've heard this so many times, it's kind of like a cliche, but it's just the truth. Your greatest ability is your availability. Your greatest ability is your availability. Are you willing to let God use you? Are you willing to step out? When you see a need, are you going to see yourself as the beginning of the answer to that need? You, you, can't, you may not be able to resolve it yourself, but can you move someone a little closer to Jesus? Help someone to get a little bit closer to the Lord. As I said, the Bible doesn't give us any qualifications uh, that these men had except willing they were willing that was the only qualification they cared enough about him that they were willing to help him to get to jesus willing to get uh, him to the presence of jesus this man was helpless he was desperate and uh, these men were the key to get him to the presence of of the lord and no doubt those of us here we look around and we see a lot of people in need and a lot of uh, overwhelming situations. But do you know that God can take that need and your willingness to be used of the Lord if you'll just step out in faith? Yes. Amen. 
Amen. Miracles, many times, are a process. One step, then another step, then another step, then another step. As we obey God and we walk in faith that God is working all along the way to lead us to that eventual great miracle. Praise God. Amen. Also, miracles, whenever something that God wants to do that's miraculous, you're going to experience obstacles. You're going to face obstacles. Amen. Whenever God is going to move and he's trying to work, and so, I mean, they came to the house where Jesus was. It was filled up all the way out the door. They couldn't get him inside the building, and so they could have said, let's just take him home. Let's, take him go, let's just let him go back and you know, go back to begging and go back to surviving and, and uh, just laying there helpless. Um, the obstacle. But, but when you're a person of faith, you don't look at obstacles and say, that's the end. There is, there's, there's a grit in a, in a person who knows God and walks with God and walks in faith. There's this determination. There's this confidence and, that God's going to help you to get through it and uh, to get around it or to somehow overcome the obstacle that's before us. Amen. Amen. If you're going to see a miracle, you're going to have to refuse to give up. You're going to have to be determined. I am not giving up. I am not giving up. I am going to press on, press on, push on, and believe that God is going to work. The house was full, but Jesus was there. And their determination was to get him into the presence of Jesus, to get him there. And so their determination caused them to go to the extreme. I mean, they went way to the extreme, amen, uh, to, to carry him not only to the house, but then when the obstacle is too big, they wouldn't give in uh, to this big hurdle that's in front of them. And, and so they go up to the rooftop. And decide to tear up the roof. To open up the roof. Amen. Let me tell you, persistence will pay off. Amen. Some of you have been praying and praying and praying and praying for your, your friends, your loved ones, your family members. I don't know how many years. Probably more than 15 years that we have prayed for Zach. Many of you have helped us pray a lot of those years uh, for him but we did not give up. We did not give up. We knew, we knew that God was going to work. We knew that God was going to move. I knew that when I was in Romania, when Zach was just a baby and I had him there with me, I was, and uh, that God gave me a number of scripture verses uh, that, that helped me through. I mean, there was a lot of hurdles just trying to get through that whole process of, of getting him out of the country of, of Romania is a big deal. And uh, lots of obstacles that we faced, but we just kept pressing and pressing and pressing. Yeah. And, uh, and then God gave to me a number of, uh, of verses of scripture and he worked out a number of miracles uh, for, uh, for it all to happen. And so a lot of times when, when he was going through all these, these years of, of uh, problems and troubles and, and all these things that was, that was in his life, uh, I would look back to those promises. I was reminded of what God did in those early days and how God brought him out and God worked in his life as a child and I didn't give up, didn't lose 
heart. Amen. Praise God. You know, there's not, the story isn't worth telling if there's not a struggle. Any story worth telling has got a struggle in it. Amen. Amen. Just think about all these Bible stories, many great uh, books that you've read and the faithfulness of God. I think of Corey Ten Boom and the hiding place and stories like that where God, you talk about struggle and heartache and tragedy and all that they went through, but the story was worth telling because they came through the struggle and God was faithful in the middle of that situation. Praise God. Don't give up when you face uh, an obstacle, but, but be, pers be persistent, be determined. Don't lose heart. Understand that miracles are a process of time. They're a process of God working in a lot of different people, a lot of different circumstances to work out in miraculous ways. Amen. So they tore the roof off. Sometimes, if you want to see miracles, miracles are messy. Can you imagine? The roof is being tore up, Jesus in the crowded room, and suddenly the whole top of the roof starts falling down. Let me tell you, if you want a miracle, it could get messy. <laughs> it could get messy. Uh, I mean, people in this world right now, they're so confused. People are living with all the, the weight of depression and defeat and discouragement on them. And you're trying to pull them through that and encourage them through all of that. And there's a process. It gets messy sometimes. Yes. I've dealt with people over the years, marriage difficulties, problems in homes and, and divorce and all yeah. of that. Let me tell you, things can get messy, messy. But if we'll just keep pressing, yeah. God can bring us to the other side of that situation. God can work in those situations. And when, a, when people live in sin, there's a lot of chaos in the world of sin. A lot of messiness and trouble and, and confusion. And you wonder, how can the Lord ever unravel all this mess? But he can. He can. He can work. He can move in the most impossible of situations. Praise God. You want to see miracles? Well, it might get a little bit messy. Addictions and just the strongholds of the enemy on the lives of people. And you're praying it through and you're believing God. And it may take weeks, it may take months, it may take years. But it's a process and God's going God's gonna to bring about the miracle. He's going to show himself strong in your behalf if you'll put your confidence in the Lord. Amen. The Bible says then... First thing that begins to happen is there's a group of religious leaders there, Pharisees that are there. They couldn't perform the miracle, and so the only option they had was to be a critic, to criticize. Miracles, many will almost always have not only obstacles, but criticism, critics. Every revival that you read about, there was always this little nucleus of people that were criticizing. Now, I don't know all that much about the Asbury Revival. All that I do know, I was very encouraged by it and grateful for what the Lord was doing. It seemed humble. It seemed simple. It seemed real and genuine and all the reports that I received. But then on the other hand, there's a few people that decided that they were going to be critics of it. They were going to criticize it. 
I mean, there's young people that are praying and crying out to God 24 hours a day for weeks. <laughs> and for some reason, people felt like that they had to take this position of criticism. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. There always will be critics. Press on. Press on. If you want to see a miracle, press on. In spite of the obstacles, in spite of the messiness, in spite of the criticisms, press on. Amen. And believe God. Amen. Now all these critics, they are silenced whenever Jesus says to this man who is crippled and unable to help himself, when Jesus says, take up your bed and walk. Amen. Arise, take up your bed. Go home. Go to thy house. Go home. And the Bible says, immediately he rose up and took his bed and went forth, insomuch that they were all amazed. They were silenced by the miracle. They were silenced. They were all amazed and glorified God. They said, this has to be God. Even the critics are glorifying God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Praise God. We've never seen anything like this before. But the miracle came. It was a process. It started with a need. It started with uh, uh, men of faith. It, uh, it required uh, people to, to move forward in faith and to believe God, to take action. And uh, to see it was all a part of a process. So I just want you to be encouraged tonight because you may be praying that God would work miracles in your needs, in your life, and it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that it isn't happening. And God may be using different bits and pieces and parts, and he's going to put it all together as you continue to press on and trust the Lord. And the miracle in your life is in the making. God's doing it. God is doing it. God is going to perform it. And when he does, you're going to be amazed. The critics are going to be amazed. Amen. Everybody's going to be amazed. And they're all going to glorify God and say, God did that. God did that. Praise God. Believing the Lord for miracles. Amen. And trusting the Lord in your situation. Why don't we stand together? Father, I know you're a God of miracles. And I know, Lord, there's nothing, nothing, Lord, it's too hard for you. And Lord, for those that are in this meeting tonight, Lord, they are struggling to see your hand in their situation. Lord, there may our eyes be open to see that you are at work, Lord. Little by little, you are working. Little by little, you are working. Help us, Lord, to believe that our problem is really potentially uh, the platform for the miracle that you're wanting to perform in our life. Help us to trust you, Lord, every step of the way. Through the process, hold on in faith. Step out in faith and be used, Lord, to see a miracle take place. Praise God. Praise the Lord.